Welcome to the Vision for the Valley podcast. I am your host, Joseph Velarde. In this podcast, we will discover the gym that is the Lehigh Valley and learn from people from all walks of life. Well, welcome to another episode of the Vision for the Valley podcast. I'm your host, Joe Velarde, and I want to encourage you to check out our new site, visionforthevalley.com. And one of the, the goals of that and this podcast is to create a platform for the people and the places of the Lehigh Valley to say collectively, we are for the Valley. And one of the people that I know is for the Valley is my friend Juan, who is an owner of Duck Donuts here in the Allentown area. And just to set this up, Juan and I met several years ago at an event that he and his bride were at, and they were uh, handing out things, handing out coupons and he just had such a way of engaging with me. And then when we came into their store, my son, who's four years old, loves their ducks. They have these like little toy ducks. If you don't know the duck donuts concept. And man, he just went to town getting those toys. And Juan was so gracious with that. And they've just done a great job of, of even helping us as we've done things for our local community, whether that was Night to Shine, getting involved in that, or even hosting an event to celebrate those who serve so faithfully here at the church. We're just blessed and thankful for Juan and Duck Donuts. So Juan, tell us a little bit about yourself and Duck Donuts. Hey, Joe. Yeah, thank, thanks for having me on. I, I really, uh, really excited to be here. And, and like you said, you know, for me, it was a real joy to be able to kind of see the smile on your face and your, your mm. son's face. I mean, that, that's really what business is all about, right? It's just about helping people. It's really about uh, treating others the way you want to be treated, you know, and really continue to uh, provide that that level of service. And and for me, it was a joy for me just seeing the smile, and not only your son's uh, son's face, but also your face. So I was really really excited about that. Mm-hmm. And um, to give you a little background, we we've got into um, as you mentioned, you know, running a, a duck donuts business uh, about uh, a little over a year and a half ago. Uh, my wife and I, my wife Kelly, you know, uh, we we decided to go into to business for the first time and and, and purchase uh, our first Duck Donuts franchise. Um, so we were really excited about it. I mean, it was it was a great opportunity not only to um, get into a business that we really enjoy. I mean, you can't go wrong with with selling donuts, right? It, it's a it's a fun uh, business uh, for us. We have a family uh, of four kids who love donuts. Uh, we, we've actually got introduced to Duck Donuts back when we lived in North Carolina, uh, actually where, where Duck Donuts um, originated. Oh, wow. So they started in, in Duck, North Carolina. Uh, we had it for the first time there, fell in love with the donuts. And that's really what led me to, um, you know, move forward to, to getting a franchise within uh, Duck Donuts. One is, is the, the, the donuts themselves, but also I really connected with the values that, that Duck Donuts had. Um, with with the CEO uh, Russ Digilio, um, their their values really focused on you know providing that high level of, of customer service, really a family atmosphere, uh, you know to 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 uh, Duck Donuts and, and also the the values around really making sure that we're putting our the customers first, mm-hmm. you know, and doing what we can to really serve not only the customers but also serve the community uh, around. Uh, duck donuts and, and that community connection uh, to me and doing what we can do to help support uh, local businesses, uh, the, the people in the community, really being integrated in the, in, in the community as as part uh, of, of our overall uh, structure was was another uh, key element that really uh, connected with me. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. Well, one, I wanted to ask you a question about 
you know, this was your first time going into business, you know, and as, as you think back to that process, what led you to, to make that decision? What were your learnings, you know, as, as people are considering doing something like that, uh, what recommendations would you give them as they're contemplating, hey, you know what, like, I, I think I want to go this route, you know, it may not be specifically a duck donuts, but just the idea of entrepreneurship. But what are the things you've learned as a first time business owner? Yeah, I mean, great, great question, Joe. To me, um, what led me for, to, to go into sort of my own business was really um, aligning around the passion that you have. You know, so I think a lot of it is just self-reflecting and really thinking about what, what are you passionate about? You know, what, what do you want to do? What, what connects with you both from a, from a value standpoint, uh, but also from, from a business standpoint? And I think that intersect uh, between values and businesses is really you know, the, the key area for me that led me into Duck Donuts. And to me, from a, from a business standpoint, my wife and I always knew that we wanted to get into uh, the, the food industry. Uh, my wife loves baking. Mm. She's, you know, and I love to eat baked goods. <laughs> right? I, I, I love donuts, love cookies. You know, so me, I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a really strong sweet tooth on top of that. And, and my wife's a great baker. You know, she's always uh, been, uh, as a hobby, into baking, into providing, um, you know, really good quality uh, products. And so from a business standpoint, we knew that we wanted to go into something within the food industry and something that would, that, that focused on uh, baked uh, goods. Um, and when we ran into Duck Donuts and, and we had it for the first time, we knew it was a really quality product. Uh, the, the, the whole concept made a lot of sense. And then from a value standpoint, the intersect of, you know, providing that high level of customer service, wanting to see uh, people smile, right? When they come in, into your business, wanting to serve and wanting to serve the community. So to me, all those things lined up to where my passion is really aligned. And my advice for anyone that wants to get into their own business and to be an entrepreneur is really, you know, do that self-reflection, identify areas where you have passion, identify what are your core values? How do they intersect? And then, and then the last thing, Joe, is really having the courage. You know, I, I think it's it takes courage to step out and 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 go into business on your own. Uh, and I think just you know uh, having that faith, you know, and and, and courage uh, to to move forward. Yeah, and I think I think what what Juan said is so important that we don't we don't want to miss that. Like, you need to do some self reflection about your own value system and how that intersects with a new opportunity. And whether you're going to start something or join an, an existing organization or a new startup as a team member, it, it really does come down to the what and the why first and foremost. And the how is important, but that's the third part of that, which is really what Juan was describing. It's like, hey, I, I know that we're about you know our community engagement, the kind of family-oriented environment and atmosphere we want, as well as really I love baked goods. <laughs> My wife loves to bake, and we know food industry – is, is in our future. And I think the other side of that, and I would love to get your thoughts on this one, is even being able to intentionally say, hey, as I look at this, these are the steps I'm going to take as far as setting aside some resources to really prepare for a move like that. Because it doesn't just happen overnight. I agree with you what you said about the courage, because it does take courage. It takes courage to start a duck donuts because you never know when COVID's going to strike, right? Like, I mean, when he did that, I mean, those are kind of one of those things that, you know, the pandemic 
happened and it hit and it's like, wow, like you're a year and a half into it. And it's like, man, you know, we were talking before we got on here and it's just, you know, things are starting to, to grow back to where they were. Uh, but you know, it's, it's been hard. It's been hard for a lot of business owners, but you didn't go into it uh, because it was going to be easy, but you felt called to it. And, and yet, even in the midst of that, you've made a lot of adjustments, you know, you've scaled back when it was necessary during COVID and you've scaled up when it was time. And I think that even speaks to some of this question of innovative thinking, but back to that resource question, what kind of resources would you recommend setting aside or how, how to go about that? You know, for me, I think one of the most important, you know, even before that is really thinking through uh, what your plan is. You know, I, I think that the, the planning aspect, you know, once you align your, your understanding of your, of your, of your, your passion, your values, sort of the, the foundational elements that's going to really drive you forward, right? The next piece for me was, was important is, is setting up that plan, you know? And so, so the, the need of really thinking through, you know, what resources are you going to need from, from a capital perspective? You know, how are you going to operationalize, you know, once you get the capital, uh, the, the whole process of getting to, uh, whether it's a franchise or any type of business, so to me, the, the, the importance of, of having a, a really solid plan and thinking through that is, is key and, and, and also reaching out to others. You know, I think when you go into business, it's not about just yourself, it's really thinking about what, what is the, your sort of mastermind group of, of folks that you're going to reach out to, whether it's legal uh, from, from a, from a um, operational and accounting standpoint, it's really getting a group of folks together that can help and support you and, and are, that are like-minded. And for me, from a resource perspective, I look at it from, from a people and, and, and capital. So from, from a capital perspective, it's just making sure that, you know, you're setting up your, your, your sort of foundation uh, that's gonna allow you to access capital. You know, whether that's having your own savings, you know, really putting away money to, uh, that you, you know you can use to help support your ability to, to, to get access to capital uh, is key. And then the second piece is around the people is really thinking about who are the various stakeholders that I'm going to need to engage that's going to help me set up my business. So one of the things, just as, as an example, I knew I knew I need to get an accounting. Uh, I, I knew I need to get an accountant. I knew I need to get uh, legal uh, on board. I knew I need to uh, you know get folks who've been in this type of business to for me to sort of get advice from. Uh, and reach out to different folks. So that information, information gathering, getting, you know, key insights from those groups and then setting up your team, you know, and having that team uh, that's going to help you not only in, in setting up your plan, but also in the execution of that uh, is also key. Yeah. I think, man, it's so much there. So much goodness. Uh, that one, it was, it's sweeter than a, a duck donut right now. Uh, what he was dropping on <laughs> no, right there, but I think it's important. Like what he said, you don't want to miss, your passion, your purpose, your plan, the people, you know, there's a lot of peace here that you need around you, uh, people that are going to help you think through things that are necessary to see something accomplished, because you'll never actually be able to fully accomplish your vision on your own. You need other people. You know, it, it does take someone taking the leap, the, the courage, the entrepreneur, the, the person taking the risk. But it has to be a risk that's wisely evaluated through a plan and through the right people coming on board and helping that because that then is going to lead to how you're going to leverage uh, profit and profit margin, how you're going to work through all these different aspects 
that you're going to need in order to know how to run this business operationally, legally, all the things that he was talking about marketing. You know, there's a lot of different parts to it. And don't, don't be too proud to start asking people their thoughts and their insights. I actually think it's one of the greatest hindrances for us to move forward is our own pride. Or, and, we, and sometimes it looks like false pride. It says, I don't want to be a burden to this person. And, and really, that's just a false pride because you're afraid of your own personal rejection by somebody else or that they're going to view you in an unbecoming way. But, you know, one of the things I've learned over the years is that I'm only going to go as far as I'm willing to ask for help and to seek out people to walk with me. I, I think about my relationship with Juan. You know, we're working together to do something good for the community, but I can't do it on my own and he can't do it on his own. We need one another. And we leverage what we're learning and what we're going through. We share in both what's going on in our personal lives and then what's going on in our professional lives. So we check in with one another. But all of that is really rooted on relationships and not being too proud to be like, man, you know what? I'm, this is really hard right now. Like, like, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to be a leader. I mean, I, I think Juan knows that well, and I know that well right now. Like, there is no real easy answer for a lot of these situations, you know, and, and, and working through it. But to not allow pride to get in the way of what it is uh, that you could become if you were willing to ask for help and not to allow pride to get in the way of even taking a risk. And sometimes the risk is picking up the phone and making that call. You know, sometimes it's, it's setting up the meeting. Sometimes it's, hey, I'm saying no to Starbucks coffee for a month, so I'm gonna set aside some resources, right? And, I, and that's a small, small thing, but for some of us, that's a big thing, you know? I'm setting aside, um, some personal comforts for a long-term gain. You know, I'm, I'm taking the, the long-term approach uh, with this. So I, I think what you're saying is so spot on. Well, I don't know if you had any other things to add to that. No, and Joe, and that's why I really appreciate, you know, the, the vision for the Valley and, and what you're doing, you know, is, is making that connection and, and the networks because in business, it's so important to, to your point to, you know, really understand yeah, you know, your 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 gaps and 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 your sort of uh, blind spots. You know, areas where you think uh, that you may or may not know, and really identify who are the folks that you can really help you. Because at the end of the day, uh, business is about people. You know, it's about giving to people. It's also about receiving, right? So you know, so the giving and receiving element of 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 of, of business is key throughout the entire. Uh, sort of operations, you know, whether it's with your individual employees in terms of what are you giving them to help them grow and to help them be successful? And then what are they giving you in return in terms of the quality of work that they're, they're giving, you know, and that's throughout even the relationship. When I think about when you think about, you know, attorneys or accountants, those are people too. you know, really understand that relationship and what are you giving and what are you receiving? Uh, and, and really thinking back and forth about that, not in a uh, a way of trying to, you know, obviously take advantage of people, but more really in that purest sense of really, what can I do to serve and what can I do to, to help? Uh, and, and to me, that's, that's just my mindset. No, that's right. You know, and, and, and having that mindset of, of giving, you know, it, it sets you up to receive, right? So I think the more you give, it's, it primes you to receive when the time is right to receive. And, 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 and uh, that's a philosophy that I've always held. Uh, and that I always keep in, in, into into uh, into business and in my relationships with people. Um, yeah. So that's really good because I was going to say I think that what 
what Juan was describing too is what I would call uh, there's there are relationships that are transactional, right? Like we we know that we have transactional relationships that's necessary. That's part of the way the world works. But then there's another category of relationships called mutually beneficial relationships. And mutually beneficial relationships say, hey, we're peers, and there's uh, things we're sharing in together. There are skills and, and expertise that you have that I don't have and that I have that you don't have. And together, we're going to work together and not use one another, but work with one another. We're going to collaborate and we're going to do good. And we're, we're going to obviously accomplish and tackle these projects. But we're going to remember as we talk to one another that the other is a person and not just a commodity. So it's not just that you have goods and services, though that is part of what you have. But you're a person like you, you're married to Kelly, you have four kids, you know, you have a business that's a year and a half old and in the middle of COVID. And I'm concerned about people like you because I don't think there's a lot of people who are concerned about people like you who are business owners and other leaders. And they're like, oh, they're good. They're going to figure it out. And I'm like, no, like we got to like check in on each other. <laughs> and that's part of even the way we fight, I would call um, mental fatigue and the anxiety and the panic that we feel when we're taking uh, leadership on and when we own a business or we're starting out or continuing forward. Because one of the things that's happened as you look at uh, the, the data points that are being delivered on beyond businesses closing during COVID, one of the, the, the realities is anxiety and uh, drug abuse and alcohol abuse are at all time highs. And part of the way we combat against that, because these are hard times, is through what Juan described, mutually uh, beneficial relationships where we say, Hey man, how are you for real? You don't have to give me the, the spill or the, you know, like you don't have to, uh, you can be real with me, man, if you choose to be, you know, but I think that has to, we have to get past our pride to let others in to that. And then when we have an opportunity to celebrate and highlight and to be like, Hey man, this is what's going on. Like, I love that Juan was so generous even towards us when we had this event. And then what we wanted to do, and we, we always want to do this, and he's always got this heartbeat uh, towards us uh, of, of being very giving is we want to celebrate what's going on at Duck Donuts, man. Like I want to, man, I want, we got to get you on the podcast. We've been talking about this for, for months now, right? Like trying to get connected on this way. Um, but I think it's important, even as you think about that in your own life, who are those mutually beneficial relationships, both on a personal sense and a professional sense, because you need that in order to stay healthy. And I think that's what Juan is really describing. And so uh, Juan, as we think about duck donuts, for those of us who have unfortunately not been able to have a duck donut, uh, and I say unfortunately because they're so good, uh, explain to us what is duck donuts? Like what makes it unique? Yeah, you know, I think what makes duck donuts unique is, is the, the, the fact that really you get custom made donuts that that's made to order you know so like joe when you guys came in you know when you order a donut you know it's individually made so we make them fresh as you order so it's it's never sitting around it's never something that's frozen it's never something that's going to be you know there for, for for days so we make it you know as you order we're putting it into the fryer uh and and really making that that customized donut and, and you can customize it with over 100 different types of combinations you know you could do different coatings, different toppings, you know, and, and different flavors based on what you what you uniquely like. And and to me, that that that's what drew me to this business is the fact that you're, you're providing something that can be so tailored and so individualized to the needs of the customer, uh, and you're doing it fresh, you know. And and that that concept of having things made fresh, made from scratch, 
you know, and, and, and really made as you're coming in, uh, to me, uh, really what makes us unique. And the fact that I always see, you know, joy too, when, when kids come in and they press their noses against the face and they see their donut being made, you know, they see it going through the conveyor mm-hmm. out the other side to see how the topping is put on. And, and we make sure, uh, that in the store, everything's visible. Uh, to our customers. You can see, you know, everything's transparent. You can see everything that's happening. Uh, and it really drives the engagement. It drives the sense of, of connection between the order and seeing how things are made. Uh, and then all the way to the end, when we, when we show the donut and, and we ask every customer, you know, what do you think of your, your, of your donut? How's it look to you? You know, cause we want to hear that feedback. We want to hear, oh, it looks awesome. It looks great. You know, and if it's not, then we, we do what we can to make sure that it, it looks the, the best exactly what the customer wants so to me that that level of service and that high level of, of quality uh it, it aligns to everything that i feel that i want to do to provide the best type of product and and, and that's uh you know what really makes duck donuts unique um and, and the fact that you know whenever you come in uh one of the things that we try to do duck, you know duck donuts was started you know back in in in, in uh duck north carolina so it was it was on, on the Outer Banks. So right. it has this beach uh, feel to it. it. It feels as if you're you're on vacation, right? When you're not. So when we when you come into Duck Downs, we want to make you feel as if you're at the Outer Banks, right? right? That you're on the beach vacation. It's a very welcoming atmosphere, very you know casual, fun, and that's what we want to provide. You know, in addition to the a really high quality uh, donut that really tastes awesome. We want to make sure that you walk away with that feeling of, you know, for that time period when you're in our store, whatever you're thinking about, whatever issues you have can can hopefully melt away and we can sort of have you think about something a little different and bring a little bit of joy, uh, you know, into folks coming in. Yeah, it's one of the, the, I don't know, for me personally, it's one of the most um, delicious donuts I've ever had. In part is what you described, the the freshness part, because I'm like one, I'm really into baked goods. I love donuts. And one of my knocks on some of the donuts sometimes that I have is there's a lack of freshness to them. And there's um, really uh, not a lot of variety. So sometimes you're like, man, all right, it's like 10 o'clock and, you know, they don't, they don't have the donut that you wanted, right? Whereas here, you get to come there and you get to order, you know, whether you want Oreos on it or blueberry pancake or French toast or whatever the flavor is, and it's, it is labor intensive, but it's a labor of love. And that's one of the things I appreciate about what they do. They, they go to great lengths to ensure this quality that's there. But even though it's a labor of love, it doesn't, it's, it's one of those things that doesn't take forever either. Like, so the, the process, you're not waiting like 20 minutes for a donut that's fresh. You're, you know, at most you're waiting probably five minutes, you know, if that, you know, um, but I think as you look at, their their product and their quality it shows you the power of something that's unique and really i believe people that i've talked to who've had it and even people who've had duck donuts before and they learn because i'm one of your uh, raving fans so i i tell people i'm like oh man like duck donuts is like wait a minute there's a duck donuts here like i'm like yeah like it's in allentown you know like you know like there's uh you know right off tillman street here you know and uh and as as i'm sharing that with people i think that they have even their own favorite, you know, like there's somebody who uh, is allergic to gluten, but she says to me, she says, it's worth it. The punishment my body takes just to have a duck donut. <laughs> like, and that just speaks to the things that you guys have done there. 
And so as you think about the, the, the donuts, I wanted to ask you, what are your top three donuts one? Do you got a top three that you go with typically? I mean, our most popular seller is uh, by far the, the maple bacon donut. So if you want to, if you want to have breakfast on one donut, <laughs> that, that's a great one. You get like the pancakes, you get the bacon, and it really tastes like you're having, you know, full on, uh, on breakfast with just one donut. And that's probably our, our, our most popular and also, you know, my favorite. So when I, when I uh, sort of got my addiction, my duck donuts addiction, it was really when, when I had the maple bacon donut, it was, mm. it was just fantastic. The, the saltiness, the sweetness of the maple, the, the, the vanilla cake donut, uh, so to me that, that I, I was hooked at that point and, uh, people always ask me, they're like, you know what you, um, you know, since you, you own a duck donut store, you haven't, you can have donuts all the time. Do you get sick of them? And I tell you, Joe, I can eat donuts every day. <laughs> <I'm not lying laughs> you know, my wife will bring some home and I'm like, you know, I, I'm always, a, there's a box of duck donuts there. <laughs> I'm going to have some, <laughs> you know, so, uh, for me, you know, I, I really, uh, I really, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm in love with my, the, the, the product that we have and, 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 you know, and, uh, so I think that's, you know, from, from a business standpoint, we talked about the passion and really believing in what you, what you have and what you're selling. I truly believe in the donuts. I, I wouldn't be in business if I didn't think it was the best donuts out there. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and I think for me, that's, you know, one of the things I really love. And, and the maple bacon's definitely our top. The other one's the, the boardwalk donut, uh, which basically tastes like a fried Oreo. You know, mm, you, yeah. you know it's, it's just, if you like fried Oreos, I think you guys will like the, the boardwalk donut. And, and the last one is the, the s'mores uh, donuts, another, you know, mm. popular. So especially, you know, if you're out there camping and, you know, you want to have s'mores, you don't have a fire. <laughs> you can order the duck donut, s'more donut. It tastes like you're having s'mores. <laughs> well, that's, so that's that's another, another one. Yeah, those, those are so good. And I would, and I love the blueberry pancake one. Yeah, uh, that, that is so good, man. Like, man, I, I just love that thing. The icing on that bad boy. Oh, and I'm an icing fiend. So I'm, I'm like scraping it off the box and, you know, like out the plate, you know, like it's so good. And, and um, as, as you think about, you know, your product. I know you told us a little bit about Duck Donuts, the company, uh, but how old is Duck Donuts, the company? I don't know a lot about the story or the history of Duck Donuts. I know they're in Duck, North Carolina, um, but can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So Duck Donuts started uh, almost about 13 years ago. Uh, so Russ, our CEO, was actually uh, in, in the food industry on, on, on more of the, on the uh, production side, you know, working with the, the manufacturers. He used to actually vacation in Duck, North Carolina. And uh, one of the things that he noticed is that there wasn't, and he loved donuts. There wasn't a really good uh, donut shop in the Outer Banks in Duck, North Carolina. So he decided, again, that intersect between uh, your, your passion, your business, and, and, and what you see as an opportunity. He decided to open up the first Duck Donuts, um, you know, almost 14 years ago. Uh, and, uh, and, and it really kicked off in, in Duck, North Carolina. After, it took, a, from, from my discussions with Russ, it, it wasn't something that as soon as he opened up, it just, you know, exploded. It took time for them to, you know, get brand awareness, you know, to get folks in the door. But once folks had the product, hmm. you know, it, it was just a word of mouth, you know. So a, as time went on, and people came in and they, and they realized, you know, they, they had the product, they talked to their friends and family, they, they, their business began to grow and, you know, it really started to, um, to take off from there. And, and I would say about, you know, uh, you know, 
close to 10 years ago, they started to begin in, in the franchising of, of Duck Donuts. And right now, um, they have uh, close to 100 different locations and, and, and close to uh, 150 uh, additional contracts that they've been signing both in the U.S. and also uh, two locations uh, overseas, including uh, Dubai, uh, which was which opened up early this year. So it's, you know, definitely starting to start to get more momentum and take off you know, in the U.S. and also uh, internationally. Yeah, I think one of the things you said that I think is important is back to their initial part of the conversation about the intersection, but also I think staying with something. So he said, you know, Russ, you know, the CEO said, Hey, it didn't, all of a sudden we opened the doors and like, we're busting at the seams. People just want our donuts. It's going to take time. And I think about that even here in the Valley, I, I would love to hear from your perspective, how that brand awareness has been as far as uh, the process of even from you opening to then people being aware about you and then people starting to tell other people about you. How's that process been for you guys? It's, it's, uh, it's still continuing. I know, I know when uh, we had an interesting, uh, you know, opening when it, when, when it first opened um, we had a lot of, you know, a lot of traffic coming in because it's, it's new and we were able to drive awareness. Now it's really around how do you continue to get, keep people engaged? You know, I think today, with, with a lot of things, you know, um, keeping customer engagement in that long-term sort of residual of people coming back into the door is, is a key area that I, I'm looking at right now because, you know, when you have something new uh, and you're able to sort of drive, you know, uh, campaigns and, and, and do a sort of a grand opening, you're going to get that initial rush of, of folks within the first, you know, few weeks, you know, even some months. Uh, and then it sort of begins to sort of get your, what, you're, what we call the steady state. Right, your steady state of, of customers that sort of come in, but then how do you continue to drive awareness beyond the steady state? Mm. Uh, and that's for me, from a from a tactical perspective, is really what I'm looking at is is trying to identify folks who haven't had duck donuts, who may not have the brand awareness, uh, to write to really try different techniques to do that. Some of it uh, is is techniques working through the community, mm. right? It is really building the the you know the partnerships, the the awareness, uh, you know, through that. You know, through what we do in terms of integrating within the community, local schools, uh, churches, you know, things of that sort, um, local hospitals, and and really uh, trying to work together uh, to um, help each other. You know, and and I think to your point early on, you know, that 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 part of the business and partnerships uh, about really helping each other and really wanting to see each other be successful and see each other grow is is a key and a key area of how we're driving awareness. You know, in addition to just traditional, you know, marketing campaigns like direct mail, uh, you know, social media, you know, making sure that we're, we're, we're leveraging social media to provide uh, updates or new information, new, new, new campaigns that we're running. So every one thing that's also unique about Duck Donuts is that uh, every um, season we have featured donuts. Mm-hmm. So for the fall, you know, we have featured donuts that we make uh, specifically for that season. Uh, for example, right now it's our, our apple and pumpkin. So if you like apple pie, you like pumpkin pie, <laughs> we, we have those flavors in our donuts, you know, so you can uh, taste a little bit of the fall uh, flavor and then we'll move into our, our winter. So we always want to make sure that we're driving awareness of the different campaigns, different seasonal products that we have uh, out there. But I think social media is, is a key area for us that we're, we're focused on and, and really trying to get a little bit more traction there. Uh, and we recently launched a Duck Donuts app so oh. you can download the app. Uh, you can get points. Uh, so, now. 
for, for free donuts. Yeah. So if you don't have a Joe, I would definitely recommend downloading <laughs> that app. Okay. Uh, it's available right now on, on Apple store or, uh, or for iOS and also for Android. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll make sure that. we make sure we link to that too, uh, in the notes here, as far as just people knowing about that app, because I do think one of the, the challenges is there's a surge like you talked about, but then the steady climb of, um, bringing more awareness and driving traffic within the store, especially you know, when things start to settle down and then you're in a season like we've been in. So I think even finding creative ways to engage using, you know, campaigns through social media, through uh, things on the app, I think is a, a great way. I think even finding ways to highlight or celebrate, you know, different people or organizations, which you guys do so well already. But I think it's important that we all hear that it's a steady climb. So it's, it's slow and steady and it's going to win the race. So a lot of times in marketing, we think of silver bullets and I think silver bullets, uh, it's like what Jim Collins talked about. He talked about the, the idea of there's bullets and then there's cannonballs. <laughs> and so what you want to do is you want to fire uh, a cannonball once you know what actually works by firing the bullets, because the bullets cost less than the, the cannonball. And so I think even being able to evaluate that because you can only do so many cannonballs, like you can't. You'll, you'll drive your business to the ground uh, from a cost standpoint to marketing dollars and just operationally. Like if you're not ready for a surge, you know, like, like that, um, you know, you can figure it out over time. But I think even being able to think through like, hey, what's, what's our game plan long term so that we can keep bringing awareness here? What do we need to do to, to drive traffic within here? And one of the things I appreciate about you guys, too, is correct me if I'm wrong, but when I was there, you guys had like a, a curbside area too now, right? Where you can pull up and, and people can come out and bring the donuts. Is that right? Yeah. So we, we've been trying to, you know, really provide a lot of flexibility for how people can get access, you know, to a donut. So we, you can come in and order, you can also order curbside. And we, we also have partnerships with all the major uh, delivery services, whether it's Grubhub, um, you know, and, and, and using those services to kind of get access and we do curbside. So if you want, you can uh, either call us, you know, order online uh, and we'll have everything ready for you as soon as you come, um, you know, and, and ready to go to pick it up and we'll deliver it right to your car. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things I, I appreciate about these guys back to, you know, brand awareness, they're pivoting, you know, and, and I think that's a word that's been used a lot in this season, but it's, it's uh, a lot of times not concrete. Like how do you pivot? Well, you, you pivot when you realize, hey, people coming in the store is probably not going to be a norm for a lot of people. But why don't we just uh, adjust our model and allow it to fit where we currently are and where we're going? And then you can scale up. So all those delivery services like Grubhub, uh, you know, um, Uber Eats, you know, all these types of services that people are using. Curbside, I love that even on the website. You know, that was how I actually. Uh, worked with you and ordering some stuff and and even to do the um, idea of you know not only curbside but using the the website to order ahead of time and probably you could do it on the app too right could you order ahead of time on the app yeah you can order everything on the app and you can save like favorites on your app too so if you want to reorder uh, and then every time you order on the app you're you're, you're banking points uh, for discounts uh, in, in the future so uh, you know have a, a reward system uh, for our customers can, you know, and, and get that continue, uh, um, residual and, and return. Uh, so the app is, is a big area we're trying to focus on now. And, and honestly, even Joe, for, for us, even traditional direct mail, it's something that we're exploring now because, you know, with folks being home, 
you know, uh, you know, I think uh, social media and, and a lot of the, the, the channels there are, are, are great and, and they're good channels to um, leverage and maximize. But also, I, you know, don't forget the, you know, the, the old school, <laughs> you know, traditional direct mail, because we have also seen uh, some good success uh, there as well in terms mm -hmm. of redemptions and, and, um, and people coming in. And, and, and we look at some of the cost factors between the cost of doing direct mail and also the redemption rates you know, the, the ROI have been uh, pretty good in that channel as well. And so we're continuing to, to, to fund, uh, fund some of that as well. Well, that's really good because I do think that's a good point. A lot of people are working remotely right now. So they're working from home. Uh, a lot of people are not out as much. So to get something like that in the mail, it gets it's top of mind then too. And it's a, you know, I think like you said, return on investment, you know, if that's working, which Again, it's knowing the season, right? So this is a seasonal thing and who knows what's going to happen in a year from now. But I think recognizing, hey, this is something that we could easily pivot and leverage for this moment in time that we are. And, and part of the thing that is a benefit too for Duck Donuts is uh, they actually not only have donuts, which is hard to believe that they have more than donuts because their donuts are so good. But you guys have actually a couple of different products beyond the donuts themselves. Tell us about some of the other products you guys have. Yeah, so we we uh, one of my uh, next favorite <laughs> things outside of just uh, baked goods is is I love breakfast sandwiches. Mm. You know, so you know you know a breakfast sandwich and, and a great hot cup of coffee is, is you know, right down my alley when it comes to you know starting off my morning. So we we actually offer uh, breakfast sandwiches with our donuts. So the donuts because if it's a vanilla cake donut, uh, we use that as the the bun. And you can get a, a bacon, egg, and cheese. You can get a sausage, egg, egg and cheese uh, breakfast sandwich. And I can tell you, uh, Joe, again, not just because I'm an owner, but uh, the, the, the breakfast sandwiches are absolutely uh, outstanding. They're, they are really. I, I second that. I'm me and, me and Juan, we're kindred spirits. Donuts and breakfast sandwiches are two of my favorite things, too. And I, I vouch for those things. You wouldn't think like, hey, the sweet part of it and, uh, you know, but it's not overpowering. It's just the right. You know what I mean? Right, sweet, right, right, over, right. Like it's yeah. really, and their coffee is really good too. Like you guys have great coffees. Your uh, coffee is actually um, the the selection of it is really a pretty high end coffee. Is that correct? Yeah, we do uh, a lot of different specialty coffee. So uh, we have really great cappuccino, uh, different flavored lattes that you can get. So we we have a pretty good diverse uh, range of, of specialty coffees that you can get you know, in addition to the, to the breakfast sandwiches and, um, you know, it's a really nice complement to, uh, to, to the donuts and also to the sandwiches. We also do seasonal coffees as well. Uh, so we'll do, uh, you know, pumpkin coffees, you know, different types of flavors, uh, based, uh, based on the season. Um, and for us, one of the things that we, uh, really, um, enjoy doing is providing, you know, a little bit of variety as well beyond just donuts. Uh, and we also in the summertime, uh, we have a, um, a donut Sunday, <laughs> which again, you know, uh, because everything's made fresh, you know, you get the hot donut with the crispy outside and, and some ice cream on top and, and, and whipped cream oh. and, and that combination of the nice warm donut and, and, and cold uh, ice cream is a great way in the summertime too to have a nice little treat for, for the family. So we also do have those uh, donut Sundays as well. Dude, that's awesome, man. That sounds really good. Uh, so as, as we think about you guys, as far as the product, one of the things you mentioned early on is, is the purpose of 
the, the value purpose and, and the passion with that of, you know, baked goods, uh, you know, all the good parts of what you guys serve there and the, the way in which it's done, but then the community aspect. So I wanted to ask you one, how are you guys uh, leveraging your business to be for the local community? And I know because I've personally experienced it, but I want you to speak to this uh, because obviously you're the owner of Duck Donuts, but I, I wanted to hear your take on, on how you're doing that and how you would encourage other leaders, other business owners to do so as well. Yeah, great question. And, and for us, I knew early on, you know, part of, um, you know, what we wanted to do, uh, you know, as a business in the Lehigh Valley area uh, is to make that community connection, is to make sure that we're, um, we're helping to support the community that supports us, you know, and, and that sort of back and forth, you know, engagement of, of, of doing what we can to not only uh, give and receive and make sure that we, we take that throughout everything that we do. Uh, and that's why, Joe, when you reached out to me and, 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 and we had an opportunity to help uh, serve and, and then really help support, um, you know, the, the, the causes that you have um, and, and the, the night, to, night out to shine to me, you know, was great. And we had a great time supporting it and, and something that, you know, not only from our relationship continue to, you know, keep us connected and building that relationship, but also it, uh, it, pr it provides a really great service to community. And to me, uh, I get a lot of energy. <laughs> You know, from that, and and to me, that not selfishly, the energy of giving is is something that I really enjoy. Um, and yeah, I think it's something for business owners to really uh, be proactive about and and conscious about in terms of really thinking about what am I doing to help support the folks that are supporting me. You know, mm -hmm. and, and 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 being that being part of your plan. You know, we talked about having that initial plan for your business. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the community and giving back should be a core piece of that plan mm -hmm. uh, in terms of what are we doing? How are we doing it? When are we doing it? Uh, and, and to what level? You know, we also do support, you know, we do every year we do the Gabe, uh, Gabe Chemo Duck where we support uh, and raise money uh, for uh, pediatric cancer. You know, mm -hmm. we've given over $5,000 to Lehigh Valley uh, in, in, in different hospitals in the past to support uh, this. And, and uh, we also provide free ducks that the hospitals use uh, that we give out to kids who have pediatric cancer. Awesome. And the hospitals use these ducks to really show kids how the chemotherapy is administered. It really brings a smile to the kid's face because it, it, you know, they have the, the duck and, and the duck's in the same situation you know, as they are in terms of showing how the, how the medicine is provided. Uh, so it's a really educational tool as well for the hospitals to use uh, with the kids. So every year we do a fundraiser where we, where we support uh, uh, Gabe's chemo um, uh, duck. And then we also support Alex Lemonade Stand as well, which again, raises money for, for, for pediatric cancer. So we've been do doing, you know, uh, and reaching out to folks. So, Uh, from a local as, as well. Um, and the, the night out, national night out for uh, law enforcement, uh, you know, in, 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 in uh, last year by supporting their, uh, their uh, night out uh, campaign. And, and for us, again, building community connections uh, with different organizations, helping support them.
That's awesome, man. That's so good the way you guys have gotten, you know, around the community in that way. And I would say, too, one of the things that you hear as you listen to Juan talk is as you create a business plan, is in your plan this idea of being a partner for the community. So a lot of times we want people to be raving fans of our business, right? So like, man, I want you to be a raving fan. But one of the ways, the quickest ways to ensure that it happens is actually being a raving fan of the, the customer and the employees. If you become a raving fan about them, I guarantee they'll become a raving fan about your business and what you're doing. And, and, and that's led out of a, a place of generosity and giving. And why is generosity discerning, hey, what can we do? We may not be able to do everything. We may not be able to give every, every opportunity that comes our way. We may not be able to give to it. You, you can't. But what could you do? What is it that you specifically are uniquely set up to do and feel led to do? And I think that's really important because what Juan said is there is such a gift when we give. We receive a gift. Yes, we give a gift, but we receive a gift. And, and it's said it's more blessed to give than to receive. But I think oftentimes we, we forfeit that blessing in our lives because we're so concerned about living from a place of scarcity. And when we live from a place of scarcity, it hinders what generosity could do in our lives. Because generosity isn't just what we give. It's about how we give it and what we could give and the way in which we're going to go about giving. So there's a lot of creativity with generosity. So I think about Juan, for example, and He's helping us in a variety of ways, but one of the things he's done is giving us uh, ducks, giving us uh, coupons, uh, giving us a, a really credible discount on some donuts. You know, these are things within his ability to do, you know, but he can't always do that, but this is what he could do in this moment. Uh, and so him discerning that and saying on the front end, hey, it's non-negotiable that generosity is gonna be a part of who I am is so key and so important. And so Juan, as, as we think about uh, what it is that you guys have been about, first of all, man, congratulations on a year and a half. Man, dude, I'm so excited for you guys. I love Duck Donuts and I love you guys. I'm so grateful for the influence you're having right here in the community and the impact that you're making both for me personally and to my son and to other, other people within the community and, and other organizations and just the good you're doing. And so I would love for people to know how to connect with you and to learn more about Duck Donuts. So how's, what's the easiest way for them to do that? Yeah, I mean, uh, if you go on uh, duckdonuts.com, uh, it's probably one of the best ways, our, our website, you can uh, contact us there. Uh, definitely download the Duck Donuts app um, and, uh, and set up your membership so you can get access to not, ordering, not only ordering our donuts and getting that curbside service or if you want to pick it up in store uh, either way and, and earning some points for discounts. So definitely the downloading the Duck Donuts app uh, again on uh, Apple Store or uh, available on in, in Android as well. Uh, and also you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, so if you go on Facebook and, and type in Duck Donuts, uh, you'll see Duck Donuts of Allentown and uh, you can follow us there. We, we do a lot of communication through Facebook as well uh, and uh, are able to sort of provide all the updates we have uh, and also answer any questions you may have as well. So those are you know, three good areas that you can connect uh, directly with us. That's awesome. Now, if people want to find you specifically, one and want to connect with you, are you on LinkedIn by chance? I am on uh, on LinkedIn, so <laughs> so if you want to connect with me, I'm I'm, I'm in LinkedIn. You can uh, you can Google uh, me as well, and, and you'll see my my profile for LinkedIn. Feel free to connect me uh, uh, there as well, uh, and also um, 
you can connect with me through uh, Duck Donuts email. Uh, we have on the website and we can okay. connect that way as well. That's all. What is your email? If you don't mind just sharing, what is it just Juan at duck donuts or. Yeah, it's uh one.duckdonuts.com. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and I can send that to you too, Joe. So you can, uh, if you want yeah, to. Post yeah, it. yeah. 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 Thanks man. And I, I just really want people to have an opportunity if they want to connect further and even just to, as you, you have done such a great job of helping people understand that business. Uh, mindset of, of, of navigating through that. But thanks so much, Juan, for, for coming on the Vision for the Valley podcast. I appreciate you so much, man. I appreciate your energy, your positivity, man. It's contagious. Uh, it gets me fired up, especially when you start talking about baked goods and uh, breakfast sandwiches as well. Uh, so I'm, I'm grateful for you, man. Keep up the good work, man. You're doing such a great job there. Appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. This has really been a joy. I love our conversation. I love when, like I said, we're like kindred spirits. I love uh, connecting with you, uh, especially at the Vision of the Valley. I love everything you're doing, uh, building this network of, of business owners, be able to connect and share you know, their experiences and learnings. So I learned a lot from listening to a lot of the other, other podcasts that you had. So uh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate yeah, it. It was a joy. Hey, make sure you go download the Duck Donuts app, <laughs> get to their website, uh, go to Duck Donuts, right? You can do curbside. You can order uh, ahead of time. And then the other thing I want to encourage you to do is if you haven't checked out our website, visionforthevalley.com, a new feature there that we just added two weeks ago is a blog. So we now are, are starting to blog and, and having people come on like Juan, hopefully he's going to come on at some point as well. So we got to get that set up as well. But we're trying to really give you uh, uh, different content and different from different uh, ways in which uh, to receive it, whether that's the podcast or a blog, just to hear these different voices because there's so much uh, wisdom and so much learnings uh, to be shared when we do it together. So thanks again, Juan, for being on the podcast. Thanks everybody for tuning in as well. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for joining us for the Vision for the Valley podcast. We'd love to connect with you and to hear from you. You can find us on social media at Vision for the Valley podcast, or you can email us at Vision for the Valley podcast at gmail.com. 